Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Very excited about this one. We're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by the Hockey Hall of Famer, the Blues Executive Vice President. He is the one and only Brett Hull joining us here on 101 ESPN. Holly, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. I don't know why you agreed to do this with Jamie Rivers, but we oh, appreciate please. it nonetheless. <laughs> Nice opening, superstar defenseman. Holy, you gotta I, be kidding me! Holy, I had. Hold on, I gotta call my dog. Come here, you come in here. All right, doesn't listen any better than I do. <laughs> Uh, Holly, yeah, I handed him the script like Ron Burgundy and just had him read it off. And uh, I decided to slide in a superstar defenseman there for you. Uh, I might give you that off the ice. <laughs> so, Holly, I actually, that's where I wanted to start with you today is off of the ice because. I come in here every morning, and it seems like at least once or twice a week, Jamie has an unbelievable story of, hey, have I ever told you about the time when me and Holly did X? And it, it's, it's well, every no, week. Well, no, we didn't do X. <laughs> no. It, I should clarify here. No. When we did this X, Y, and Z, right? <laughs> there you go. Much better. So the other day, and I sometimes write this stuff down in the morning. The other day, he was telling me about the time when you guys were playing roller hockey, and I believe it was when you were in Detroit. Uh, Holly, can you, do you remember the time when you and Jamie Rivers were playing roller hockey together? No. It was in the house, the Pink Palace in Detroit. <laughs> we had... Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so we were... We also played football in there, too. I mean, we did a lot of things there. But, yeah, okay. I thought you were talking, like, real roller hockey. But, yeah, the stupid things we did in the house when it would be uh, very cold and snowy out was uh, uh, there was a lot of fun days. Yeah, I remember uh, the one night specifically. I do remember the football night. We almost actually ended up with a couple of injuries that night that we would have had to try and explain the next day. But the the roller hockey one, I believe, was – was after you passed Marcel Dion in the all-time goal-scoring list, we were sitting down at Joe Lewis, and you just said, screw this, let's get back to the Pink Palace and uh, have some fun. What was the Pink Palace? Yeah. Holly, do well, your best to a, describe the Pink Palace for us. It, well, it was a house I rented while I was playing for the Red Wings, and it was built by two uh, gay fellas, and the, the outside of the house had... Uh, neon uh and it was in the shape of a, a phallic symbol. <laughs> at least that's one way you would picture it you know some people would say well it just kind of outlines the front of the house but um but it i mean it was everything was lavender uh pink it was it was very 80s uh and so we we had there was a lot of names for it but it was uh, unmistakable when uh, we would, you know, invite people over. Uh, just come to the uh, 
to the pink house. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was easy to find. <laughs> you had to catch yourself on that one. I did too earlier. I was like, the pink palace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking with Brett Hull, the Hockey Hall of Famer, Blues Executive Vice President. You can give him a follow on Twitter as well, at HOFBlues16. Holly, I just, I'll, I'll leave this one a little more open-ended for you. What was it like with you and Jamie during your playing days, both here in St. Louis and then uh, later on in Detroit as well? Can, can you give us a little bit of what was that vibe like between the two of you? Well, it was great. You know, Jamie and I got uh, uh, along from the second we met. Uh, I'm not sure there's many funnier guys. Uh, you know, he's also – he was an underrated player for sure. Uh, didn't get the accolades he probably deserved or the ice time he deserved because he played very hard, uh, played hard, played tough. Uh, you know, was one of those guys that could easily fill in you know, if Al McKinnis or someone went down, he could easily fill in and do a great job on the power play. Wouldn't miss a beat, maybe a few miles an hour on the shot. But, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, you need a, a dress room that has intensity, but you also need a dress room that has levity. And uh, Ribs was definitely the guy who could uh, <laughs> take a ten- tension-filled moment and uh, and bring – bring some good cheer and laughter to, to make everybody feel a little more relaxed. Yeah, Holly. I mean, I always laugh about that is I probably extended my career by two or three years just by being good in the room. And you know that how that works, right? When you're good in the room, they kind of leave you in the room. Yeah, you should keep him in the room. That's what we would tell the coaches. Oh, he's, good in the, he's good in the room. Leave him in there then. So you, you mentioned how Jamie was a good player, an underrated player, but he tells me about how you had some issues with his stick. You you called it I have, a I have issues skimmer. with everyone's stick. Yeah, well, but that's kind of the, you know, un, unless you're, you know, Nick Lidstrom or Al McKinnis or Pronger, you know, you, you've got to have a stick that helps you defend. And most defensemen that aren't that uh, superstar level, you know, they have a very long stick and, you know, it, you know, works for poke checking and, and, uh, you know, back when we played hooking. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, but that's it. And so I, I mean, I had trouble with everyone's stick because, uh, that's, that was my thing. I mean, I, you know, I didn't think anyone had a good stick, but me. And so, uh, uh, yeah, we called it the pool skimmer because it, it was probably taller than he was. <laughs> yeah, I remember coming in the locker room and taping my stick, very excited to be part of the St. Louis Blues. And Holly sat, what, two stalls over from me. And so we had dialogue often, mostly about how much he hated my music that I was playing <laughs> in the locker room. But um, he picked up my stick the one day, like held it up next to him as like a height thing acted like he was skimming a pool, which was a hockey rink painted in the middle of the room, and then looked at me and threw it down with disgrace and went and got a coffee. I, I was yeah, like, well, you can board you, anytime you, you want, Holly. The sticks were the same. I mean, it was, uh, you know, I've got a certain taste in music, and if it's not what you like, yours is terrible and mine is good. Well, that is true, and I took a lot of heat from you, Holly, um, in the locker room and also on our drives to the rink. I remember, like, Holly's a deep tracks guy, like 
side B on the record. Like, that's what he likes as far as the songs go. I'm more mainstream, and Holly was, like, not having it. So, not having it at all. I get the same look as for my sticks. I got it. I've changed that over the years, and I've I've really uh, kind of joined the ranks of like that. And I actually do listen to some... uh, some more mainstream, certainly not hip hop or rap or anything, but uh, you know, there's some, there's some mainstream music that I listen to now. And uh, actually uh, have really turned a country uh, page. Look at you go. uh, Yeah. It's uh, well, I'm in Nashville and I'm, you know, I'm, I see them uh, at the Troubadour club where I am. We have seven or eight, of, of the biggest country stars uh, in the country that uh, are members at our club. And so, I mean, everywhere you go, there's a country song and it, it just kind of, you know, and for the most part, it's pretty catchy stuff. And as long as it's not the hip hoppy country, it's, it's good stuff. And, and to be honest with you, and I know, you know, a few rock and rollers ribs, but uh, these guys, like if you didn't know who they were, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know their country superstars at all. They're just so uh, down to earth. Uh, good, you know, if you, you know, Luke Bryan, if you if you put the dictionary to good old boy, there you go. Luke Bryan is just a good old boy, just as sweet as you can be. All he wants to do is hunt, and hunt and fish and play golf. Sounds like our kind of guy, Holly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the hunting. Yeah, I was gonna say you might take the backseat on that one. <laughs> yeah, well, I I like I like going killing. And catching, the wait, the waiting around fishing and hunting is no good. I, I just want, I want to make sure something happens. Give you a little more time for maybe a cocktail or two, maybe a nice coda go to go down with that. Oh, a lot of coda go, heaven. <laughs> Holly in Nashville, mother's, mother's milk. Hey, in Nashville, Holly, I know that there's a lot of country accents, but. Uh, who's filling the void for you down there with the French accents? There's got to be somebody who's helping yeah, you out. Going. No, there, it's it's void in my life. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes I'll bust out with it, and uh, my wife will giggle because she remembers uh, the same stuff. So, uh, but that's that's it. There's no, uh, you know, Duchesne, uh for the Preds is looking out here. So maybe I can get a little Frenchy from him. Yeah, you have to try and get your fix. Because did, did you used to do a French accent or something, Jamie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, and my water pipe. (laughs) Holly Holly used to make me do the French accent, and I I, I enjoyed doing it. And I do remember the one time was hilarious. Was that your your birthday party, I think, in Dallas or at your wedding? I'm not sure. And it was me, you, Keener, and Carbo in a limo with uh, the wives. And Holly made me do the French accent the entire time to the cab driver, the limo driver. I wasn't allowed to break character. I was going to get thrown out of the limo. And it's not like Pepe Le Pew. This is pure deep woods Quebec French accent. <laughs> it is. You After we get off of this talk, 
You make him do that for you, and you will die. Holy, I'm glad that we had this talk just to be able to have that in my life after this. Right. Final uh-huh. final question that I've got for you. We're, we're talking to the Hockey Hall of Famer, the Blues Executive Vice President, Brett Hull, here on 101 ESPN. Holy, I've learned a lot about uh, rookie parties in, in recent weeks. Jamie has told his story. We had Joey Vitale, and he told his story recently. Do you remember anything from your rookie party whenever you came up through the ranks? Oh, there was no rookie parties when I broke in. There was rookie hazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were parties, but there were hazing. Yeah, it was involved razors and heat and and embarrassment and oh, that's not. It's you know, it's it's like PTSD. I mean, it's like it, it, you wake up in a cold sweat thinking about it. Can you tell me one of the stories? No. No. <laughs> you cannot. I mean, oh, shoot. There's, been many, I've, there's been many a, a life ruined because of those. Yeah, it's, I'm glad it changed. You guys were awesome to me, I'll tell you that much. When oh. we came up, it was so much fun. And uh, Yeah, because yeah. now it's, it's not a rookie party. It's a rookie dinner. Yeah. And you just go and have a great time with your teammates, and they just have to pay. Yeah, and I always treated so, it like – when I was doing it, when my rookie party came up, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this as much as I can because I'm paying for it anyways, and I want to have a really yeah. good time. Uh, well, you know, there's some jerk-offs that, that take advantage of it and, and uh, you know, start buying, like, $750 bottles of champagne. But, I mean, you know, I, I, it, it's a good way to find out who's who, you know? It, it you is a character out, tell, for sure. Who, yeah, for sure it is. I mean, you, you you get to some guys, they'll order just a little petite filet, and, and that's it. And then you get the guys who's ordering Chateaubriand and <laughs> champagne and lobsters, like 37-pound lobsters. So, hey, hi, Holly, before we let you go, but I, I – Listen, I wanted to talk to you real quick about some business talk, like hockey business talk. And it's not yeah. heavy or nothing, but Alex Petrangelo is – becoming an unrestricted free agent could possibly become that i know we were teammates together you went through a similar situation to where you know you were you were a superstar in st louis let's be honest i mean you put the blues on the map we have the enterprise center because of what you did what no matter what you say i will always say that and so you came to a fork in the road to where it just didn't work here in st louis anymore what uh, maybe take us inside Petro's head? What is he thinking right now? And is there any advice you can give to a guy like that in this situation? Well, it's different, you know. Um, my situation was, you know, the management and ownership of the Blues at that time was completely foobarred. Uh, they had no deal what they were doing. They had. Jack Quinn and Mike Keenan pulling the strings and telling them all it's like fake news. And um, so they, they had no idea. And I never wanted to leave St. Louis. I've said it a million times, Um, but I played along with Larry Plo uh, because I love the city and I didn't want to, you know, I'm not even sure how to put it into words, but I I just said, okay, well, you know, and, and, I did it this way because I thought anybody with a clue could see right through it that it wasn't true when I said, well, they won't give me a no trade 
So uh, that's that's the line in the sand. So no, no trade. I'm not re-signing here, which was a complete lie because Grant Fear had one. Uh, someone else had one. And so that's why I did that so people could say, well, hold on here. And so that was it. And uh, Petro is in good standing. He's, he's a good, uh, great young player, uh, captain of the team, uh, Stanley Cup champion, first time ever. Uh, you know, but it's, it's a decision and it's a hard decision to make. Uh, you know, you can get hurt tomorrow. So you've got to look and, and maybe, uh, maybe there's a team where, or maybe, you know, he's from the Toronto area or something. And then all of a sudden the Leafs make a run at him. And he's like, wow, you know, I dreamed as a boy of playing in, in Maple Leaf garden or the air Canada center. And, and wearing that maple leaf on my, my chest, and they're a good team, so maybe he goes and does that, or, or maybe he goes, look, and I've won a Stanley Cup. Let's win another one. we got a great team here, but uh, I think it, all, it, it really comes down to the almighty dollar, and if someone offers you something that you can't refuse, you got to take it. Well, I'll tell you what, Holly, I hope he stays here. I hope history doesn't repeat itself in losing a franchise-type player. I know it sucked losing you here. I was happy to catch up with you later on in Detroit, but uh, – yeah, it sucked losing you here. I know you wanted to be a St. Louis Blue, and uh, that's certainly how I'll always remember you. Um, hey, listen, I really thank you for your time here on Friday. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. I know you're all over the place, and I know you got the dog that's running around yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so uh, thanks a lot for yeah, coming no, on, buddy. Thank yeah, thank you. But I, I think the, the one thing uh, that uh, St. Louis has going for him now is the solid ownership, leadership uh, from management, uh, Doug Armstrong, uh, you know, he's very calculated, very smart, and, and he's not going to be swayed um, by someone trying to pull on the heartstrings and go, oh, you know, he's going to do what's best to build another championship team. So, uh, you know, I think that is great for the fans of St. Louis because they've got management and ownership that are going to do the right things, uh, what, whether you agree with it, disagree with it, or uh, someone stays or someone goes. They're 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 not doing things because they don't like someone or or someone's telling them to do it. So that's a, that's a good thing. And uh, you're they're in good hands for a long time with uh, with the people running the Blues. Well, Holly, we certainly appreciate the time this morning, and we're looking forward to talking with you again soon. Hopefully, we can catch up with you after Alex Petrangelo is back. We got our fingers crossed that that ends up being the case. But thanks so much for joining us this morning. We really do appreciate it. Enjoy yourself out in Nashville. Well, thank you very much, and uh, hope everyone stays safe. Put on those masks, wash your hands, and uh, let's get through this and uh, so we can go back to the Enterprise Center and watch some hockey. Holly, you might look better with one of those masks on. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I got to agree with that. <laughs> I've, been told, I've been told that already. <laughs> oh, God. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, go say That's hi good. to Darcy for us. Give us all, give her her love for Absolutely. us, okay, bud? Like, likewise. All right. Thanks, brother. Take care, man. See you, guys. You know what? You're the best. It's Brad Hole joining us here on 101 ESPN. The